Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom.
to God for this another day which he has created and has allowed us to be alive in. Hallelujah. Welcome to Hooked Up in the Spirit Realm 2014. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am just so excited about what God has been doing and working in and through our lives over these past six days or five days. This is our sixth day. God is just such a faithful God. Hallelujah. He never, ever gives us an appointment with him in which he stands us up or that he doesn't show up or that he doesn't fulfill our heart's desires in the midst of. He's just incredible as a God, as a father, as the lover and lifter up of our soul. No matter how you need him to come into your life today, he is ever-present. He is ever diligent to make time for his creation, to make time for his children, to make time for his servants, to make time for those that diligently seek him, that have a heart that hungers and thirsts after him and his righteousness. So we're excited today. This has been such an awesome time in him. I know I wasn't with you guys on the broadcast for the past two days over the weekend, but I tell you, I can feel you in the spirit realm. I have been attentive to the things that concern us, all of us in the spirit realm, and God, more importantly, has been attentive to us. So we give them praise. We give them praise. We know that this year our our focus has been becoming worship, and he has taken us day by day strategically to shape us, to mold us, to form us into what he would have us to be, and that is a life that is a worship unto him. You know that we have been called his glory bearers. He has placed his glory upon us, and as we bear his glory, as we carry his glory through our day-to-day living, we become worship unto him. If we are diligent and obedient to his voice, if we are are there and ready, willing when he gives a, a command unto us to carry it out, we become worship unto him. It is not a, um, 
a a strange thing when you really get to know who your father is to say you want to be what he's called you to be. Worship is something that he has called us to not just to do. Remember we discussed last week there's a difference in being and doing. You can do a thing that does not make you that thing. But when you become that thing, that thing takes on a whole new life of its own. So as we want to give ourselves unto God to become worship unto him, we want to be walking, living, breathing epistles. Just as we read the word of God and we study it and we get it into our hearts, we want people to be able to read God through our lives. It is so much more important to live the life than it is to speak. Our lives should speak louder than our words. As people are around us, as people watch us, and trust me, they're watching you. You may not realize it, and especially if you have audibly named the name of Christ, if you have audibly said that you belong to God or you are a quote-unquote Christian, which makes you a follower of Jesus Christ, which makes you engrafted into the family of God. And, and remember, remember, and you know I'm going to touch on this. If you know anything about me, you know I'm going to touch on this. This is not anything to do with religion. It is all to do with a relationship. Christ did not come, go through everything he went through, the humiliation, the suffering, the, the taking the, the stripes upon his back, the hanging on the cross, the piercing of his side. He didn't go through all of that to be buried in a borrowed tomb for three days just to start a new religion. It has absolutely nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with him coming to reconcile us back into the Father, back into a relationship with our creator. So as we are reconciled back unto him, remember if we back up to the beginning and go back to Genesis, he stated in there that we were created in his image and in his likeness. He created us to be a representation of him here in the earth realm. And as we get back to that place of becoming worship, of being worship, then we're back into that place of our created purpose to be his representative in the earth realm. So that's why it's so important to focus on being. We are a human being, not a human doing, a human being. What are you, what is it today that is in your life that is showing forth the glory of God? Because he told you to arise and shine, for your light had come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. His glory is on you. It is a part of who you are if you have aligned yourself with him as your father, as your God, and more importantly, as your master. See, we, we say Lord, Lord, but is he really Lord? He's only Lord if we do the things that he has called us to do. And remember, delayed obedience is disobedience which takes us up to our topic today. Today we're going to deal with the spirit of procrastination. And I believe that each and every one of us has something in our lives that we can put our finger on and say, you know what, God, you have given me a command to do this, and I have procrastinated in it. I've not gone forth in what you've called me to. I want to read to you, and, and, and I will break this down as the Holy Spirit gives me the revelation of it, a scripture that is very, very common 
but when we when we put it in the context of the call of God on our lives and how we forfeit that because of our procrastination, I believe that it'll take on a deeper residence within your heart and your soul on why we've got to come out of this funk and this spirit of procrastination. Amen. We're going to read King James, the King James Version, okay, of Isaiah 61, and I'm going to read the first through the third verse. Isaiah 61, the first through the third verse. And it says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Everything that we do needs to bring glory unto God. But when we get into that place of procrastination, we're not bringing glory. We're not glorifying him because he's not able to use us in the manner in which he desires to. So we've got to, we've got to break the back of that foul, unclean spirit that would hold us back and keep us from going forth in the things of God. Now, most of the time when we hear this, this scripture, we know, and you instantly go to the day that, that Christ stood in the synagogue and opened up the scroll and read from that and decreed and declared that the day had come because this was about him. Well, keep this in mind, that he is the first brethren. He is the first among many. That same anointing is to rest on our lives. He came to show us the example of how to go forth in that. He came to testify that, yes, this testified of me. However, he went on to say, just as I am a representative of the Father and I do great works, greater works shall you do. Greater work shall you do. Why? Because, and the only reason, not only why, but the only way that you can do those greater works is if you submit and surrender yourself unto the spirit of the living God which resides within you, and you allow him to use you to the glory of God. Remember the last phrase in that last verse, in verse number, number three, it says, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. All that he has placed upon you, all that he has placed within you is to bring glory unto him. And when we allow the spirit of procrastination to make us sit down and not go forth in the things he's called us to, then we're not glorifying him. And we're not a worship in the land. He's, he has put gifts, talents, all manner of riches within us. When he created us, they've been there from the beginning, but they can only surface and come out when we yield them to him. So when we sit on our gifts and our talents and all that he has instructed us to do, we are not bringing glory to him. We dishonor him. We literally dishonor him. 
So we've got to rise up out of this. We've got to rise up out of this. Let me read to you um, Isaiah 60, the first verse, and let me read it to you out of the Amplified. I love the Amplified version of this because it just wakes something up in me every time I read it, and I'm prayerful that it will wake, wake something up in your spirit. It says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I'm speaking to your spirit man today to arise from that depressive state, to arise from that place of procrastination, to arise from that place of laziness, to arise from that sleep and slumber spirit, to arise, to arise from whatever has hindered you. Face it, give it to God, and let's go on. Let's go on. I understand circumstances and situations come up in our lives, and we, we most of the time have no control over them. But if we know the God that we serve, if we choose to give the situation to him, if we choose to allow him to be God in the midst of the situation, then the situation and circumstance will not bound us. It will not cause us to stop from going forward because we've released it to him. But most of the time, we get entangled in the situation. We get into a place of self-pity, self-doubt. We think that because we've underwent this trial or this issue or this situation, we can't be used of God. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God can use you to his glory no matter what. No matter what, because you belong to him. And, and let, me, let me say this. No matter what your physical limitations may be, your spirit is free. Your spirit can do anything that God commands. So when you sit on what God has given you, you stifle your spirit. You don't allow your spirit to arise and go forth. It, this, this, this mortal flesh, it's only here for a minute. But our spirit is forever. It lives for eternity. It was called out of eternity, placed into this frame so that we could enter into the earth realm legally. But when our job is done here, it's coming back up out of this frame and going on prayerfully with God, okay, prayerfully with God. So allow your spirit to soar. We get caught up. We get caught up in, in, oh, my God, I'm having such a hard time in my marriage. Oh, my God, they're doing so much to me on my job. Oh, my God, my family is coming against me. Oh, my God. You know, as the kids say, OMG, <laughs> okay? But let's go to, oh, my God, you are so magnificent. Oh, my God, you can use me in the midst of whatever because I'm a yielded vessel unto you. Oh, my God, I will not let what the world says is my limitation to stop me in what you call me to. Because if you've allowed a limitation in my life in the natural, it is to bring glory to you when I rise up above it and allow you to use me anyway. It's going to bring glory to you. We, we make every excuse. Our ministries aren't flourishing. Our ministries aren't going forth because we're sitting and we're saying, well, if I had the money to do such and such, then I could do. 
If I had the wherewith and the where all to go forth and da 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 da, I would do. Who do you serve? Is there any limitation in God? And let's come to the realization once and for all that favor will take you places that money wouldn't dare to tread. God has people appointed to bless you, but they can't come forth. They can't manifest and materialize in your life until you do. You've got to come up and stand and say, you know what, God, whatever you have for me today, the word of God says daily, 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 he provides blessings and benefits for us. Every single day. How many days do we go day in and day out and we we forfeit the blessings and the benefits that God has allowed and placed before us for the day because we won't go before him? We won't consult him. We won't get in his presence. We will not allow him to work in and through us. We're too busy sleeping. We're too busy complaining. We're too busy murmuring. We're too busy walking in our self-pity or woe is me. And I can't do. There is no I can't in God. Go before him. Say, God, you put out a course for me, Lord, and make it plain. Show me which way to go. Be a David. David was a mighty warrior. But when David and his men got back to camp and all they had had been taken, their wives, their children, their livestock, David didn't rise up and say, I'm a mighty man of war. I'm a mighty man of valor. Come on, let's go get them. No. David arose and said, give me my ephod. Let me go before God and let me seek his counsel on this. Let that be an example to you. We're all so busy trying to make things happen for ourselves because we think we're able that we miss what God is calling us to and the strategies that he wants to give us. Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You can only experience that glory if you are in his presence and doing what he called you to do. Ah, it's time out, people. It's time out for sitting on what God has placed within you. It is time out for holding back that which he wants to use you for. The spirit of the Lord God is upon you. He has anointed you to preach good tidings unto the meek. Does that mean that every one of you is supposed to stand behind the pulpit? No. But you can preach good tidings to the meek wherever you are. By the love that you show forth, by the life you live, by allowing God to use you to bless someone. So there may be days that the only thing God has called you to do is speak a kind word to somebody. And normally it's the very one that you feel is so against you. We miss our assignments. The assignments, most of the time, most of the time, not every time, but most of the time, it is the assignments that God has given us to speak into the lives of. And when I say your assignments, I'm talking about people. Ministry is about people, okay? So your assignment is the one normally that's coming at you the hardest, coming at you the worst, making you so angry that you will take down and not pray for their souls. Remember, your assignments are souls. Your assignments are people that God wants to reveal himself to. 
the same way he's revealed himself to you. We got to get out of that thinking, thinking that it's all about us. So, God, because I'm your child, you need to do something with that one over there that's coming against me. And God has said, no, I want to use you to do something within that one that's coming against you. And as you will allow me to work in and through you to be a blessing to them, to bless and not curse them, to love and not hate them, to have a spirit of peace about you and not anger when they come at you, then I can win them. I can win them. God said, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Where does that loving kindness come from? It comes from you submitting and surrendering yourself unto him so that he can use you to reach another. That's where it comes from. We are his hands and arms and love extended in this dark, perverted world. You're a light. And he said, don't take your light and hide it under a bushel. Your light is supposed to stand. And, 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 and get this now, because he showed me this many years ago, and it was profound to me. We, we are light in the midst of a dark world. And then we complain because we're not accepted. Well, excuse me, you're in the midst of a dark world, and you're light. You are different. <laughs> you're supposed to be different. You're supposed to stand out. You're not supposed to do the same thing the world is doing. You are called to show the world a more excellent way, a more excellent way. So you are called to be different. We want to fit in. We want to be like everybody else. That is not the anointing on your life. So don't get so distraught and heartbroken because you're not like the rest of them, because they scorn you, because they point at you, because they talk about you. It comes with the territory. It comes with being used of God. The greatest, the greatest suffered the most, and that was Christ. They scorned him to death. But on the cross, he was still showing forth the glory of God. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He is our example. Now, I hear you already in the spirit saying, well, I'm not Jesus. Well, his spirit is supposed to be residing within you. You've accepted him. You claim to have accepted him in your heart. What did he say before he, descend, he ascended? He said, I must go that I may send the comforter. The comforter is his spirit that should be residing within you, that will teach you of all spiritual things, that will strengthen you, that will word your mouth, that will give you the power that you need to do what God has called you to do. In our own lives, we, we, we don't love the unlovable. In our own, in our own lives, in who we claim to be, we're not going to love those that are coming at us. We're not going to have a kind word to turn around to, to turn away wrath. Not in who we are, but in who we are in Christ. That's a whole different subject. That's a whole different subject. God will give us the ability and the power to do what it is that he has called us to do. But we've got to have that surrendered life unto him in order to do that. 
Let's go to Galatians right quick. Um, Galatians 2 and 20. I just, I hear this in my heart to share. Yep, Galatians 2 and 20. Galatians 2 and 20 says that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. 21 says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for it is righteousness come, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. This is not this is not us trying to go forth being legalistic in what we're doing. This is us going forth in relationship with the God that we serve. The God that has adopted us into his family. The God that put his stamp of approval on us when he gave us his Holy Spirit. And when we procrastinate, when we shrink back, when we do not follow through with what he has called us to, then we are not giving him glory. We are not giving him glory. Proverbs. Now, I, I just studied this out this morning, and it really, it, it, it was like, wow, <laughs> to me. I'm going to read the King James Version first, but then I'm going to go over to the Amplified because there's a couple of things in it that is just mind-boggling to me. King James says, and in Proverbs 18 and 9, King James says, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Think about that. If we're slothful in the things that God has given us to do, we're the brother of him that is just wasting it. It takes us back to, to the talents when the the the... Lord came and gave to one two talents and to another three talents and another five talents. One talent, I'm sorry, I think it was one talent, two talents, and then five talents. And the one that was given one buried it. The one that was given two multiplied it. The one that was given five multiplied it. Why? Because they didn't procrastinate and sit on what was given them. The one that buried it had what was given him taken away and given to another. The gifts and things, the giftings, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm talking to those who have books within them, who have businesses within them, who has ministries within them that they've not gone forth in, who has words that can literally set the captives free if you would allow God to use your testimony, if you would allow God to speak in and through you but you're sitting on it instead of going out in the acceptable year of the Lord, instead of allowing his spirit which rests upon you to cause you to to walk in the anointing that he's placed on you, you're sitting on it. So you're wasting that which God placed within you. Now let's look at this in the Amplified. First part of it says, he who is loose and slack in his work is brother to him who is a destroyer. Now, this is what got me because they added another portion to this verse, and, they, and, and there's a note that said that in the Greek translation, this is added to that verse. It says that he who does not use his endeavors to heal himself is brother to him who commits suicide. I was like, what? 
he who does not use his endeavors to heal himself is brother to him who commits suicide. Now, that's deep. That really are taken and put it in a whole nother light. So that which God has given you to bring about healing upon yourself and a healing for others, you're not using it. So because you're not using it, you're brother to that one that goes and hangs himself, that one that puts a gun to his temple and pulls the trigger, that one who would pull a trigger on another life and kill that life. Do you not recognize and realize that there are souls weighing in the balance and they are waiting on you? The word says all of creation is groaning and moaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What is the son of God? Son of God is not a gender base. It is a place in God that we aspire to get to. We start off as babes in Christ. We're babies. We don't know which end is up. But then we progress. We progress into being children of God because children are pliable and children can learn and children can be taught, but children still have their place. They've not walked in the fullness of the inheritance because they are yet a child. I said this on the other day. You're not going to take your car keys and hand it to a three-year-old and say, go enjoy your inheritance. I have given you this car. Why? Because a three-year-old can't do it. That three-year-old can't see where they're going because they can't see all the steering wheel. They can't. Their legs are not long enough to work the pedals because they've not grown in stature enough to do that. So as we leave childhood, we come into sonship. And we step into sonship, we step into a place of maturity. We step into that place where we are able to handle the inheritance that God has in store for us. It's a place in him. And the, the whole of creation is waiting for us to mature from children into sonship, to mature into that place where we can bring them up, where we can teach them where we get out of that place when Paul said, I have so much I want to give you, but you're not ready. Jesus said the same thing to his disciples. There's so much I want to reveal to you, but you're not ready. You don't know how to receive it. There's so much that God wants to give us, but we're not ready. Why? Because we won't take the time to allow him to mature us, to get to that place of sonship so that we can receive what thus has the Lord so that we can be used of him in the lives of many. We're too caught up in us, our four and no more. We're too caught up in just wanting to, to manifest God in a manner that will bring praise unto us. Hello, somebody. The anointing, the things that God will place on our hearts, the gifts and the talents that he gives us is not to glorify ourselves. It is to glorify him. It's to make sure that he is getting the glory in the midst of our lives. It is to make sure that others are learning of him, that others are coming to know him in the fullness of who he is, the fullness of his glory, the fullness of his power and his might. How can you encourage one to move up in God if they're seeing you live a defeated life? 
How is it that you can go and tell somebody that God is able to bring you up and out of everything you're going through when all you're doing is murmuring and complaining about what you're walking in? Those that are in the world are looking at us that are quote-unquote supposed to be in the body of Christ and saying, if that's the God you serve, I don't want no part of it. Because that's what we are showing forth. We've got to rise up and out of the funk that we find ourselves in. We've got to rise up and out of the spirit of procrastination that is holding us back from manifesting the glory of God in our lives. The world is dying and going to hell waiting on us to manifest, waiting on us to arise up into what God created us to be. Do you... (laughs) I know you guys get tired of hearing this, but I'm going to repeat it until God calls me home. You've got to get to that place where you recognize and understand your existence on the earth did not come about because a man and a woman laid down. Your existence on the earth came about because God in his mind said, I need that one. And this is what I want you to do. So when he thought you through, in his mind, he birthed you out in the earth realm legally so that you could accomplish that, that his purpose was for your existence. We've got to stop sitting on our laurels, sitting back on everything that he's placed in us to give us the ability to do just because we're fearful or we're lazy or we just don't want to walk in obedience to him. Because souls are dying and going to hell. And guess what? You're going to be held accountable. You're going to be held accountable. So don't think just because you got a little fire insurance and you came and you've decreed and declared Christ to be Lord just because you didn't want to go to hell, that you're not going to be held accountable for what you're not doing in the lives of others. Recognize that you are still going to be held accountable. So many of us don't want to learn and know of the things of God because we know that we will be held accountable for what we know. So instead of searching out the scriptures for ourselves, instead of digging into the deeps of God, instead of wanting the deep of him to resonate within us, we just want to come to church on Sunday morning and get our little hoop and holler on and go on back out the door and live our lives any kind of way. We don't want to hear about adultery. We don't want to hear about fornication. We don't want to hear about homosexuality. We don't want to hear about lying. We don't want to hear about being a hypocrite. We don't want to hear about all the things that will call us to come into accountability for what it is and the life that we are living. We just want to be saved, miss hell, and go on. That's it. But again, you're going to be held accountable because it's not just about you. And let's take this to a whole nother level. Think about your seed, your lineage. What are you showing them? What are you teaching them? I don't walk this walk for me. I walk this walk for my generation. When I first got saved, God promised me that me and my whole household would be saved. One of the first things he showed me in the Word, and I have stood on that for these 25 years. It's not just about me. I have children. I have grandchildren. I even have great-grandchildren on this planet right now, today, standing for them. I'm standing so that their lives can be accountable unto God. My grandchildren and great-grandchildren have never known a day of me not being saved. 
I got saved the month before my first grandchild was born. So they don't know my past other than what I've shared with them. Their testimony is that they got a praying grandmama. Their testimony is they got a grandmama who loves the Lord with all her might and soul and who is living it out before them. My children have a different testimony. My children know from whence I came. They know who I used to be. So their testimony is I've seen the power of God transform my mother. I know him to be real because I see what he did in her. So they each have their own testimony of the life that I live. I want my legacy to speak louder than any kind of financial blessing or anything else I can leave them. And I intend to leave them an inheritance in the natural. But I want my spiritual inheritance to be far greater than that. Because, see, they can lose the financial without even lifting a finger. Things, circumstances, stuff can happen and wipe away a bank account in a heartbeat in a twinkling of an eye, but what you've instilled within them, that life you've lived before them, all the times that you pointed them back to the cross, all the times that you let them know, you know what, grandma is here for you, but grandma will always be here for you. Christ will always be here for you. Whether I'm present or not, whether you have a problem that I can help you rectify or not, God is always able. And some of us have to get to the place where we stop praying Holy Ghost. Before we do, we need to ask. You may have the ability. Your children are going through. And we all, because our children are going through, what's the first thing we want to do? We want to make it better. We want to fix it because those are our babies. But you better ask, God, what are you teaching them? See, because they get to a place, and, and I had to learn this the hard way. They'll get to the place where you become their God. So they don't go to God. They don't seek his wisdom. They don't seek his blessing. All they know is to pick up a phone and call mama. Well, God will place mama in a place where she can't do nothing for you, okay? I'm going to tell you what, what I have to do. I have to pray. So guess what? That's what you're going to have to do in the midst of this situation. You're going to have to believe God. You're going to have to believe God. But that's a far greater lesson than you stepping in and taking care of it for them. So we've got to learn to trust God. We've got to learn to be used of God. And we've got to learn to kick this spirit of procrastination to the curb. I pulled it up this morning on, on the, the definition of procrastination. And the first part of it said to put off doing something, especially out of habitual Carelessness or laziness? Now, I would have never put procrastination with carelessness. Laziness, yeah, but carelessness? And when I read that, it immediately registered in my spirit. When we procrastinate in the things of God, we're being careless. We are being careless, again, because souls are waiting in the balance. We have a word within us to encourage one to seek God. We have a word within us to stop one from shooting themselves. We have a word within us to cause one to lay prostrate out before God and say, God, what must I do to be saved? He's placed that within us. Again, it's not ministry is not about the pulpit. Ministry is about reconciling them unto God. That's the word. The word said that we've each been given the ministry of reconciliation. 
We want to stand up and have praises and applause. And, oh, that was a good word. And, oh, you did this and you did that. And they're a powerful prophet and they're this and they're that. And, oh, look how good she can sing and all of these different things. No, 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 no. It's all about God. Because if his anointing wasn't on my life, I could not do what I do. There's many that are gifted orators. I said this on our first day. Many that are gifted psalmists. Many are gifted in what they do, but if the anointing of God is not on what they're doing, they're not destroying any yokes. They're not setting free the captive. They're just good in what they do. It's the anointing that makes the difference. It's the anointing that makes the difference. God told me last year you have to guard your anointing with your life. And I'm like, Okay, but then he broke it down. The life you live is how you guard your anointing. If you live any kind of life, your anointing is unprotected, and the enemy will steal it. He will crucify it. But if you live a life surrendered unto the Lord, a life in which he can use you in however he deems appropriate to do so, then you've guarded your anointing. It's a, it's a precious gift. It is a precious gift from God. So let's not be careless in what God has given us. Let's not procrastinate needlessly, postponing and delaying needlessly. I, 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 please, please hear me. I'm preaching to myself first. When I laid there this morning and said, God, what do you have for us today? He says, procrastination. I'm like, oh, Lord, I need that. <laughs> oh, I need that. See, I have a book that I'm in the midst of writing that I've been writing for years. Now, I've got two published books, but this book is the book of the story of my life. And for whatever reason, I have procrastinated in it. But God is now saying, you know what? Now, now, this is the hour, this is the season, stop procrastinating. I've given every kind of excuse for not going forth. First, it was like, well, you know, I'm going to get it finished, but I can't pay to get it published. Well, guess what? God has blessed me, and this past month in December, I made my last payment for it to be published, so that's no longer an excuse. I had the excuse of, well, I went back to work, and I don't have time to work on it, but I find time to do anything else in between work and whatever's going on. So that excuse is out the window now. But God is like, what, what next? what's the next excuse? And I have to be honest and face myself, and you have to be honest and face yourself. Lord, there are no more excuses. No more excuses, oh God. You have called me to this, and I'm going to complete the task that you have given me. So I want to do one, two things now. We're going to go back over the declarations that God gave us on January 1st. Because now we want to take heed so that as we decree these declarations over ourselves, we're doing it with the knowledge that we will not procrastinate in what the declarations are saying. We're going to go forth in what God has called us to, and then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. And, God, we just give you the glory and the honor today for what you have spoken to our spirit. Even before we do the declarations, oh, Lord God, we receive what you are saying to our spirit. Spirit man, Lord, to wake up and to stop walking in this slumber, to slumber. We will not willfully disobey you. And that's what we do when we procrastinate. Amen. All right, let's go over these declarations. It says that I declare I will take my rightful place as an ambassador for the kingdom of God. 
I declare I will walk in victory. Therefore, no attack of the enemy shall prosper. Those being used of of me as my enemy for my destruction will turn from their wicked ways and see the errors of their ways. And as they turn, O Lord God, you will be able to bring them into your kingdom. I declare goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the presence of the Most High forever. I declare my life shall not be lived in vain, but will be a testimony to the wonder-working power of God manifested. I declare my seed and seed seed are walking in the knowledge of Yeshua, the Messiah, sent to redeem us from our sins. And with that knowledge, they have yielded their lives to him. I declare sickness and disease is forbidden to dwell in my temple because I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, no unclean thing may reside in me. I declare I have the authority to speak into and over the lives of my family and release the power of God's work to do much in them. Hallelujah. I'm going to read that one again. I declare I have the authority to speak into and over the lives of my family and release the power of God to work mightily in them and on their behalf. I declare that my season of prosperity is now. I am enlarging my tent and becoming a greater vessel of blessing. I declare my ears are attentive to the voice of God, and with clarity I hear. I declare that this is my season of deliverance from every thought that would exalt itself above the thoughts of God for me. I declare windows, doors, and gates have opened on my behalf to prosper me in the things of God and promote me in the eyes of man. I declare shalom, shalom over my life, and the peace of God that defies understanding is my constant companion. I am whole, nothing missing, and nothing broken. I declare that my adversities have not broken me, but have made me strong to endure to the end that I may win the race. Hallelujah. I declare I walk in revelatory knowledge in the mysteries of God. I declare this is my season of power and might, and I will not allow anything to cause me to abort that which God has placed in me to birth out. I declare my time is now, and I am moving forward with all that God has spoken. Hallelujah. Now let's just water these declarations with prayer. Hallelujah. With praise and worship unto God. With the recognition that we will no longer procrastinate in the things of God. But all that God has decreed to be so in our lives, we decree and agree with it. Hallelujah. Father God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Lord, you are worthy of all things. Hallelujah. You are worthy. 
Lord God, to be praised. You are worthy of our becoming worship unto uh, unto you. You are worthy, O oh Lord God, of us transforming who we were into who you have called us to be, O oh God. You are worthy of us giving of ourselves unto you, Father God, to be used of you. You are worthy, O oh Lord God, of all the adoration. Hallelujah. You are worthy of all the glory, Lord. You placed your glory upon us, O oh God, that we may bear your glory and point others to you. You didn't place it on us for us to receive the glory, but to give the glory back unto you, O oh Lord God. So we give you praise for that on today. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you that in your love for us, you have addressed the problem that is within us, O oh God. You have brought us face to face with the problem of procrastination, Father God. You've done that, O oh Lord God, that we can face it, erase it, and move on in you, O oh Lord God. So we come against that spirit of procrastination in our lives right now, Lord. We decree and declare, Lord God, that it is broken off of us, Father God. We decree and declare, Lord, that as you speak to us, as you give us guidance, as you give us directions, as you give us command, O oh God, we will go forth in that that you speak. We will go forth in that that you call us to, O oh Lord God. We will no longer just sit back, O oh God, saying, woe is me, or talking about what we don't have, oh God, and why we are unable to fulfill the call on our lives. But Lord, instead, we will arise, oh God, and go forth in you. Hallelujah. We will seek your counsel, oh God, so that we will know the proper timing of what you have placed, oh God. We will seek your counsel, oh Lord God, so we will know strategically how to fulfill the call, oh Lord God. We will seek your counsel, oh Lord God, that in all that we do, it is to your glory. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise because you have not wasted that that you have placed within us. You made sure, oh God, that we could carry out your counsel. We could carry out your command, oh God, as long as we stay connected to you, Father. We understand that it is not in our might, not in our power, oh God, but it is by your spirit that these things will be carried out, Father. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We thank you even now, Lord God, for the manifestation of those, Lord, that you have called forth to bring favor upon our lives, Lord. For those that you've called forth to bless us, oh, Lord God. For those that you have called forth to open up doors on our behalf, oh, Lord God. Lord, one person can turn our lives upside down with a, a phone call, with a mention of our name. You know, Father God, all of those that you have placed, Lord, to be a blessing to our lives. And we, hallelujah, in turn want to pass that on and be a blessing in the lives of others, Father. Enlarge our capacity, O oh God, for blessings that as we receive from you, we can freely give to others, O oh God. It, again, we want to be your conduit, O oh God. It's not just about us. It's not just about your blessing us just to bless us. You are blessing us, O oh God, to be a blessing. So we thank you, Father. And just as we call forth the manifestation of those that will have favor and share and shine favor upon our lives, we call forth those that we can be a blessing to. We call forth, O oh Lord God, those paths that we would cross, O oh God, that we can share your word with, that we can share your blessings with, that we can be an encourager to, O oh Lord God. 
We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we are manifesting as your sons, O oh Lord God. We are manifesting, Father God, in those that creation are waiting and groaning for. We are manifesting, O oh Lord God, as your recreated being. Hallelujah. You created us in your image and in your likeness, O oh Lord God. And you told us to be fruitful, to go forth, to subdue, to take dominion. So we're stepping into our place of dominion, oh God. We're stepping in our place, Lord, of fruitfulness, oh God. We're stepping into that that you've already decreed over our lives. Your word says, oh Lord God, that as long as we keep you first, as long as you are our thought pattern, oh Lord God, you would give us the ability to obtain wealth. And that ability to obtain wealth, oh God, is that your covenant, Lord God, may be in action in our lives. That covenant, Lord God, is where you promised to be our God and that we would be your people. That is the covenant you made with Abraham. That is the covenant that you have included us into. You are our God. We are your people. We are a peculiar nation. We are a royal priesthood. We are yours. We are yours. We will stop going forth trying to fit in with the world's standards and with the world's ways, oh God, and we will be a beacon light. We will stand apart. We're not to fit, but we are to stand apart to show them a more excellent way, to show them how to come unto you, to show them how to surrender to you, to show the manifested glory of a life that is yours. We've not been showing that forth, so therefore they don't want to come to you. But if we allow ourselves to align ourselves with your purpose and plan for our lives, oh God, then many, many will come to know you through the very life we live. Some, we will never even know who they are. But yet and still they have watched and they've seen your manifestation on us. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you so much for being our God. We thank you so much for, hallelujah, allowing us, oh, Lord God, to partake in your plans and purposes for this earth realm. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you didn't leave us in our mess and in our, our, our disgust, oh, Lord God, but you picked us up. You cleansed us with the blood of Jesus. You sanctified us. You justified us, oh, Lord God. You called us your own. So we seek, O oh Lord God, to be used of you in the lives of others so others will come to know you as we have. And we give you praise for it, Father. Ah, we're so grateful to you, O oh God. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. Thank you, Father, for this time set apart, O oh Lord God, to give of ourselves to you in the beginning of this year, Lord God. Thank you for, Lord God, establishing order in our lives for the rest of this year, O oh God, as you have spoken to our hearts and our minds over these past five and six, six days, O oh Lord God. You have ushered us into a, a deeper understanding of who you are. You've ushered us into a deeper place, Lord God, of the manifestation of your wisdom upon our lives. You've ushered us into a deeper place of becoming worship unto you. Let it not stop, Lord God, because tomorrow is the seventh and it's the last day of our coming together like this. Let it not stop here. Let it continue. Let order be established in our lives, O oh God, so that as we go forth, Lord God, we go forth to your glory, 
We go forth, Lord God, not forfeiting anything that you have placed within us, Lord. Signs, wonders, and miracles will be in operation in our lives, not just for ourselves, but for those lives that you will allow us to touch. We give you praise. We pray for the young man that shot himself last night, O oh Lord God. We decree, Lord God, a manifested miracle in his life, Father. They said the first 24 hours were critical. But we believe you, Lord. We believe you for the miracle of life. We believe you for a transformation and a cursing of that suicidal spirit, O oh God, to want to destroy himself. We decree, Lord, hallelujah that that is a life that will be lived to your glory. He shall live and not die, and he will declare your wondrous works. We thank you, Lord, for the deliverance that came forth in this house yesterday and on Saturday, Lord God. And those that have been delivered and set free will never again be entangled in the yoke of bondage, O oh God. But they will continue in their liberty, and they will allow their lives to set other captives free. We give you praise. For surely, surely, surely you are worthy. We thank you so much for being our God. We thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for your power. Thank you, O oh Lord God. Thank you for your spirit residing within us. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you for renewing and refreshing. Thank you for revival breaking out within our, ourselves. We want revival in the land, but revival won't come to the land unless it first comes to us. Thank you for it, Father. Now, Lord, unto you be the glory. Unto you be the honor. Hallelujah for our very lives. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. It is so. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I thank and praise God for this opportunity to meet with you once again. I pray, hallelujah, that you've been blessed by the broadcast. Um, you know that it is, it's recorded, so you can always come back and listen again and what have you, and I encourage you to invite others to listen. This spirit of procrastination has to be broken, has to be broken in the body of Christ. It is time. It is time that we go forth in the things that God has called us Two, no more, no more sitting back and watching the world go by, <laughs> hallelujah, no more of that. Now we have to be participants in the kingdom of God, taking our rightful place as kingdom citizens and believing, believing you, O oh Lord God, to do all that you have decreed and declared in and through us. We give you praise. Amen. Well, I will be back with you one more time during this week, and that will be tomorrow. We will close out tomorrow. But I've had an awesome time just fellowshipping with you and, and allowing God to speak in and through me in the midst of this. And I see that we have someone on the line that has their, their hand up. So we're going to open the line um, and give give opportunity for them to speak. Um, it looks like you're calling from out of the United States. It looks like an international call. The last four numbers is 0241. Your line is open. Hello. Yes. Hello. Um, I'm calling. I was just calling in, and, and just you know, wanted to give praise and say thank you for praying uh, this day and being able to use your prayer for the glory of God and understanding that you know, like you mentioned, that the procrastination is not mine. It's, 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 it should be God that be the one that's within us to dwell within us 
through the spirit realm and understanding that daily we need him in order to succeed Amen. in this earth realm. So I say thank you for that. Um, I, I, I also was calling to find out, do you do prophetic prayer? I do. Okay. And I just wanted to know if you were willing to speak um, a word through the spirit realm if you had it upon you. Glory, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, I, I just lift up my brother that is on the line right now, oh God. And, Father God, that that you would desire, Lord, to work in and through his life, Father, let him let him be open to receive it, oh, Lord God. I am not, I am just your mouthpiece, oh, Lord God. I, right this moment, just hear that, you know, you want to speak to him directly, oh, Lord God. So I just thank you, Father God, that you will work in and through his life, Father God. I decree and declare, Lord God, hallelujah. Mm. I decree and declare, O oh Lord God, that there will be a a strengthening within him, Father God, that he will stand strong in what you've called him to do, O oh Lord God. I decree, Lord, that those that have hurt him, Lord God, those that have caused him to step back, O oh Lord God, would be unsuccessful in their attack against him, Lord. But I decree, Father God, that he will rise up in you, Lord God, that he will recognize his value and his strength comes from you, Lord God. It is not about what man has said about his life. It is about what you have said about his life. And I just thank you right now, Father God, that you will raise him up, Lord God, to be your mighty warrior, Lord God, and that he will continue to press into your presence and clearly, clearly hear your voice, oh God, and that voice will propel him forward. Just like the past voices have held him back, oh God, your voice will propel him forward in the things you have called him to. And I give you praise for it. Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your anointing from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord God. Thank you, hallelujah, that you have called him for such a time of this, as this, oh, Lord God. And that which the enemy meant for evil, Lord God, you are turning it around to the good because he will be able to use the adversities that he has gone through, Lord God, as stepping stones in the making of who you've called him to be. I thank you for it, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank yes. you, Lord. Thank, Thank you that you're having your way God. in and through him even now. Even yes. now, oh, God. And to you be the glory. To you be the glory for what yes. you have in store for his life. And I thank you for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for that prayer, prophetic word. Yes, yes, yes. And I will receive it and run with it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, and to God be the glory for your life. Yes, God bless you, too, and your family this year, and have a prosperous year. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to conclude our broadcast for today. We're going to go out with Vicki Yoe, God Can, because we know that there is nothing too hard for our God. He is just waiting for us the sons to manifest that he may move through and in and through our lives. So to him be the glory, and I will see you again tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, and we will close out this corporate time together, but not our time before God. Amen. God bless you.